transgender identity isn't a new idea. People have been rebelling against their assigned gender roles for as long as they have existed. What is new is the recent increase of transgender visibility and the growing movement for trans rights and dignity. But how does a person know when they are making the transition? What is the impact on their lives? How can people who are non-trans or cisgender better understand and respect those who are? Today, we will meet Chris, who was assigned a female at birth and transitioned to male. We will talk one-on-one -on -one about his life leading up to the time he transitioned, what the gender transition is, and how his life has changed afterwards. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Lisa Vien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self. That's yeah. so critical. and advisor at Delaware County Community College for seven years. He is an, he is an out transgender, transgender faculty member dedicating his time to higher education environment, sympathetic and welcoming to trans students and employees. At the age of four, Chris Dungy first expressed the desire to be a boy. It wasn't until 12 years later that he would revisit the idea of transitioning, and even then he couldn't imagine it ever being possible. He found his inspiration in his students and fully transitioned in 2014. Transgender media figures such as Caitlyn Jenner, Janet Mock, and Jazz Jennings played a pivotal role in giving Chris the courage to be the man he always knew himself to be. He has presented at the Philadelphia Trans Health Conference and provided local colleges and school districts training in accommodating and supporting transgender students and faculty. Thank you so much today for joining us. This is um, probably a show that I've been wanting to do for quite some time, so I really appreciate you coming and no joining problem. us today. So I think the first thing we should do, we talked about, is let's, t let's t identify what it means to be transgender. Sure, well, uh, first thing is uh, you have to understand that there's a, dif a difference between sex and gender. That's where you have to start. So the simplest form that I could say it is when we're born, you come out of your mom and the doctor looks between your legs and decides what physical sex you are. That's what goes on your birth certificate. There are other things that uh, define physical sex, but that's the easiest way to do it. Um, typically, uh, most cultures align a gender identity to a physical sex. So if you're male, you identify as a man. If you're female, you identify as a woman. Uh, if those things align for you, you are what's called cisgender, cis meaning the same. Uh, if you are transgender, meaning the opposite, it gets a little crisscrossed, right? So uh, therefore, I was born physically female, but I identify as a man. Um, so that's probably the, the easiest way to, to, to go about explaining it. Well, thank you for that explanation. Sure. And honestly, I never even heard the term cisgender yeah. until I started doing research on this show. Yes. It, it's, it's typically a term that if you are cisgender, oddly enough, you've probably never heard it before. <laughs> it's mainly used in community more than anything. So you're four years old. Mm -hmm. Four years old, which yeah. I find, like, four years old and you say to your sister, what? Uh, I, I believe the story goes as I was playing with some toys um, and I said to my sister, I'm a boy. Just as matter-of-factly as, as it could be. I don't, I don't think it was in the context of any larger conversation. Just something that I needed to You just to looked up to her and said, I'm, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. Um, and ever since I can remember, I, something always felt off. Something felt not right. 
Um, and when you go through adolescence, I mean, it's tough for all of us, right? But uh, there was always sort of this something hanging over my head that I couldn't define, that I couldn't put a finger on. What exactly makes me different? All the other kids around me seemed to be figuring it out, uh, and I couldn't. Um, and so I was four when I first verbalized it. It didn't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're four, you know. Yeah. If, if, you know, as a parent or a sibling, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, but, you know, right. we're going to dismiss that for now, right? right? What was her reaction when you said that? Do you remember? Um, well, uh, it, my sister is about ten and a half years older than me. She's she's always been a, a, another parent in, in in that aspect. So uh, knowing her, I'm sure she just rolled with the punches, you know. <laughs> right. um, so I mean, I was always a tomboy, you know. Um, and, and when it when it came to school and recreational activities, my interests, um, a lot of them were what we would traditionally associate to a little boy. Um, and for some people, that's as far as it goes, right? They may there may be some uh, young women out there who are, are masculine uh, in appearance and manner um, and tend to like more uh, masculine things and that it, it never goes any further than that mm -hmm. but for some of us another step needs to be taken uh, to alter our gender identity. So you're for just try to paint a picture I guess if you can because mm -hmm. you know we're, we're, we're telling a story but I want to try to help the viewers understand sure. that you know this is you, you know you, this is who you are right it's not you didn't make this up one day right <laughs> I didn't wake up on a Saturday morning you know after snack time and just say hey I think I'm gonna be a boy today you know and I do think that that's I think unfortunately a lot that's of the people perception. Yeah. that is the perception the perception is is that you woke up one day and you said oh right. I, I want to be a boy today and they and people tend to dismiss it yes. and it's hurtful and my response to that is always well, why why would someone and there, why would someone possibly do that? Um, it, it, it's, it's something that comes from deeper within. It's something that is science hasn't completely explained. Um, but what makes you know that you're cisgender, right? It's just who you are. It's who you naturally know yourself to be. So, I think we, we, we take it for granted for people who tell us what we are or yes. who we are. Yeah. Right? Yes. So you were... You told me about a period of time in your life when you were really lonely, that mm -hmm. no matter where you were going, you did not feel that you were fitting in in some capacity, right? Right. right. So now that you you have transitioned, and mm -hmm. we'll talk about that, mm -hmm. but now that you have transitioned, do you feel better about yourself? Yes. Are you happier? Yes. It, it's a feeling where you feel part of the world around you. I always felt super disconnected before, had no idea why. So to you know, kind of come back to the, four, the story of being four, it wasn't until I was 16 that I revisited trans identity again um, for whatever reason at the time I had a, su a subscription to Seventeen magazine no idea why but there was an article in there uh, about a young trans male in the Philadelphia area and I immediately found myself in that article and I like ran to my mom and showed it to her and she was all about it you know let, let me know what we have to do um, to, to, to get this going but it was a different world when I was 16 you know we're talking about 98 um, I'm not that old, but, you know, it was a different world. So, um, it, it, but that was sort of the beginning of my disconnect, feeling disconnected from the world around me, for sure. That was the beginning of the end, though, right? Because you were, now you saw this magazine article, you saw... I saw some hope. You saw hope. Right. Right, so you saw the hope, you went right. to your mom, which, kudos to your mom, because your mom and your sister, right? Yeah. They've just I got great. <laughs> You really did. You yeah. really got lucky. They really embraced who you are, yes. and and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. That you know that doesn't happen for a, a lot of people, right. right? Exactly. So, you 
you go to your mom and she says, tell me what we have to do right. and what do you do? I thought about it. There wasn't much of an internet then, uh, quite as much as there is now, so there was really wasn't anywhere for me to go. Um, and honestly, it, it ended there at, the time, at that time. Um, I mean, I was in high school. I had a lot of other things going on that everybody deals with. So, can I ask you a question? When you were in high school, did you find it difficult to to make uh, build relationships and make friends? I did because of um, you know you really was feeling in your heart of heart that you were a right, man, right? But you physically at that point looked like a female, right? Correct. And I was expected. It's it's one thing to know who you are inside, but how society views you is huge, right? So, um, I struggled with some really bad social anxiety. From through high school and college at my time here at Temple University, and on, in hindsight, I know for a fact uh, it was because I was transgender and, and, and didn't know it or, or quite understand it at the time. So now you're in high school mm -hmm. and you just are done. You're a female, but mm -hmm. are you? The best I could do was lesbian, right? Okay. Like that's that was the only <laughs> thing I had. Okay. So uh, you know, I went with that for a while. Um, I was, again, I was always very masculine in my uh, gender expression, um, and that, that suited, it, it, it was so good for the time. For the people who are watching, just, you know, for, let's just, let's just be really clear, because sure. you say, well, I was really masculine for my, gen for me, like, what does that mean? Like, so gender expression, another definition I could throw out there, um, it's sort of, it, it's, it's anything from your outward uh, appearance, how you dress, the gait in your walk, the inflection in your voice, how you choose to wear your hair. Or, uh, jewelry that you adorn or not. Uh, we all uh, have a, a, a gender expression. Um, it's kind of on a, a spectrum of feminine to masculine and everything in between, androgynous. Um, so my expression uh, was always very masculine, uh, especially when I uh, finished high school um, and, and got to college and could be more of who I am. So you came to Temple mm -hmm. and you are now trying to come to terms with, I mean, college is an exciting time, yes. right? College is the opportunity to really find yourself. So now you're here on college campus, on Temple's campus, yep. and you're saying, I know I'm a Something's man. Going Something's on. going right. on. Right. I know I'm a man, right? Right. So, and I think the story you told, which I want to share later sure. about coming back on campus was a great story. Sure. But, so you say, I know I'm a man. What propelled you to really dive in and do the transition? So uh, I, I hit college. Uh, it was rough for me socially. Again, that social anxiety. Yeah, so it's really, that's why it was so important for me, to, for us to do this yeah. show, because the social anxiety that has to come about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it leads to such loneliness. And, and so I really wanted to do the show, and I can't thank you for anyone that's watching that may feel that, that struggle, yeah. that anxiety. I'm definitely not alone with that. Um, it, it, it makes you retreat into yourself um, at a time in college where you should be discovering yourself and engaging with your peers, engaging with the world around you. I, could, I wasn't able to do that. Right. So it's almost like a large chunk of my life was lost uh, to that. Um, and it took me a while, even after college, to come around to uh, admitting the fact that I'm trans. That's, that's so fascinating that you said that a large part of my life was lost. Yes, very large part. So we're going to continue our conversation about being transgender uh, when we come right back. Do you ever feel like you'd know what you want to do once you graduate from Temple, but just can't figure out how to get the job for which you've studied so hard? Well, there is a place to which Klein College students and recent alum can turn to for support and resources that can power the first job search. 
It's called the Klein College Career Center. I'm Hannah McComsey, and I know you can find help at the center because I work there. Here are just some of the resources available to you. There's an internship and job database exclusively for Klein students and alumni to help find jobs in media and communication. There are also one-on-one -on -one counseling sessions available with the Director of Career Services, in addition to small group resume and cover letter workshops. The Internship and Career Fair places potential employers in the same room as students who are looking for opportunities in media and communication. Klein students also have the opportunity to meet with employers and companies in a small group setting throughout the year. These information sessions are a great networking opportunity and a chance to learn from a professional in the field. All of these opportunities and more await you. Just contact the Klein College Career Center online at klein.temple.edu backslash career center or check us out on social media. Hello, I'm TUTV's Melissa Steininger with a question of sustainability. Did you know that pedal power can fuel a cleaner, greener Philadelphia? Bicycling is fast, healthy, affordable, and environmentally friendly. It's also the perfect way to get around town. Here are some bike safety tips. Stop at all stop signs and red lights. Ride with, not against traffic. And remember, no riding on the sidewalk. It's actually illegal in the city if you're over 12 years old. Finally, don't be afraid to use the full lane. It's perfectly legal and it'll make you more visible to motorists. Visit bike.temple.edu for more information. Please join with Temple's Office of Sustainability and TUTV to help make Temple cherry, white, and green. Welcome back. We're talking about being transgender today with Chris. And um, so we were talking about how you knew you were a, a man mm -hmm. and you were, felt that you had lost a, a large part of your life not really having that opportunity to transition. Yes. Okay. So now you're on college campus and you've decided it's time to transition. I decided it was time to start thinking about it. Um, but again, we're talking about a different world. You know, uh, a lot of the um, trans figures that are in the media now didn't exist yet. So I had no role model. I didn't know anyone who was trans. I didn't know anyone who knew what trans was. So I was still in the mindset that to be a masculine lesbian was the best option that I had. So, um, and that is why I say, you know, a large chunk of my life was kind of taken away uh, in terms of my ability to blossom and to bloom as a human being um, because I didn't know where to go or what to do. So how did you have, you know, I've been doing these shows for, f um, this is the fourth season and I always ask people like, how did you have the bandwidth or the gumption or the, to, to keep moving forward? Because right. I think that it's scary, it's scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. We all have things that we are scared about. We, we talked about this earlier and where did it, what did where did you do to push forward? Well, it took it took some time. It took uh, it took a lot of therapy. It took uh, there goes that word again. There goes that I love it's that a, word. As a counselor, I'm going to tout the <laughs> therapy, right? I got to keep myself in business too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know it's funny you say that because I have suggested to people in the past. Have you thought about having some getting some therapy? And people say. I don't need therapy. We all do. We all do. I've never Thank met you. a person that does it. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So everybody yeah. <laughs> call your therapist. <laughs> yes, run quick. Right. So it took a lot of therapy. Um, it took a lot of maturing, to be honest. It took a lot of hitting rock bottom and, and digging my way out of that. But it took the right. In the, it's a good it's a mix that you need, you know, of environment, friends, family. Um, so I started working at Delaware County Community College. 
um, and I got into the position that I'm in now. And one of my roles, long-time roles, was as the faculty advisor for our Gay-Straight Alliance. Uh, and I got to meet a lot of students going through a lot of different things. Uh, and I was able to meet a lot of young trans students, and I just marveled at their ability to be so young and be so confident in who they were. And that's what propelled me to say, you know, I'm 30 years old, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. um, I confided in a good friend of mine, uh, and a about a year went by, and then finally about three and a half years ago, uh, I was able to, to do it. You know, I just said, uh, it, it's now or never. I'm at a good place in my life, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm going to make the transition. So, so let's talk about transition, sure. if you don't mind. Uh, let's explain to our guests what our audience would, what transition means. So, to transition, I, I want to stress that uh, it means different things to different people. I, I don't think there's one good way of defining okay. it. Um, but it's basically going about the process to live your life as the gender that you identify, not necessarily the one that you were, or the sex and the gender identity that you were assigned at birth. Um, there are a lot of different things that go into that for most people. I think I feel comfortable saying that um, Some sort of hormone therapy is involved. So it's administering the hormone that you weren't born with right, right? Uh, Which starts to change your body um, For some people it might involve various surgeries, but they're expensive and a lot of health insurance doesn't cover it Even though it's getting a lot better um, so I, I want to stress that uh, it, to define someone as being transgender uh, you don't want to put an emphasis on the surgery um, but uh, it, it, for some, a lot of people, it definitely is changing your name uh, legally, uh, being out to family, friends, coworkers, and being able to just slowly uh, live your life as the gender that you identify with. So it's, let me just make sure I understand sure. this correctly. So it's, you're saying it's basically what works for that individual exactly. person. Exactly. So right. there's no perfect... Okay, right. so here's how you transition, and there's right. no perfect There's no, like, book for it, there's right? There's no like, book for it. What okay. worked for me may not work for someone else. Okay. You know, I never asked you this question. Sure. Were you born with the name Chris or Christine? It was Crystal. Crystal so I didn't okay. have to make a big jump. Some people have to kind of figure it out, but it was easy for me. So you were Crystal. Mm -hmm. How did you become, how did you tell your larger family? I understand that your mom and right. your sister were really welcoming and, and loving. How was, yeah, how, how did you say? I was well, strategic. I told okay. my mom and sister and said, Go have at it. Tell everybody you want. So they, you know, uh, you made mom do all. The basically, work. <laughs> is what that boils down to, right? So, uh, you know, call aunts, call cousins, call uncles, let everybody know. So uh, that's how I did it when it comes to family. Do you have any sense of what the reaction was? The initial reaction was. My my family is is very accepting. Um, so I haven't had any issues there. I'm I am one of the lucky ones um, you are so lucky. yeah unfortunately the story for many trans people is not so good i mean you hear you're going to see a lot of people who aren't accepted uh, but i didn't have that problem with family with friends with my my job was it has been great uh the institution that i work for delaware county community college very welcoming uh so i didn't have any issues issues at all went off without a hitch do you mind sharing that you have had a few of the surgeries yes yeah. so you have started the transition i have but you are not Completely I, exactly. Um, I mean, I wanted to have accomplished that this past summer, but I was unfortunately diagnosed with kidney cancer at the last minute, so I have to wait for a while. Um, but it, it's the good thing about it is that the health insurance companies are are stepping up and are covering it, um, because without that, uh, I would never be able to achieve that dream. Well, so let's talk about. And I'm sorry to hear about your cancer. So hopefully. I'm okay. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm all right. Much better. If you're okay, yeah. I'm good. Um, so, what are some of the 
hardships that you think that people who don't have the the, the yeah the, what's the word the, the the people that love them and care about them right. and, and the, you know some people say you're you're crazy yeah right right so what are some of the hardships they face and what how can they go out and get help if they need it it's hard to be confident when you're alone you know um, we all as human beings we need to be connected we need to be supported um, and f to have the people that you love and trust the most uh, not accept you is 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 devastating um, the impact that that can have on your self-esteem on your ability to transition and have a happy transition um, it, it speaks volumes to that but uh, for anyone who is in need or who needs to reach out um, whatever city or location that you're in find your local LGBTQ community center. Um, I know if you're in like a sort of a remote part of the country or a remote part of the state, that might be harder to do. Um, but even if you have to find one and pick up a phone and call, there are plenty of centers that have hotlines where you can talk to someone, get involved, volunteer. If there's a pride festival, go to that. Um, you're, sometimes we can't choose our family, right? Uh, so <laughs> y you have to make family in other ways. And uh, I, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but you know, if mom or dad or legal guardian isn't there for you, find someone else. Um, there are plenty of us in the community that will step up to be family for you. Well, speaking of community, why don't you share the story you told me this morning about c coming back on campus yeah. and how you got here a little early this morning. You tell the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got here. I got here early to find parking because I did remember that that's always a problem. Um, but I was I'm driving around and it was the first time I've been sort of in the center of campus in not 12 years now. Um, it looked a lot different when I was here. A lot of construction. A lot of construction. <laughs> a lot of buildings that weren't here. But uh, it was interesting because I remember walking around this campus and just feeling disconnected and lost, uh, just kind of walking around like a zombie, really. Um, and now coming back, I'm so confident in myself and my career has, has moved forward, all because I've been able to transition. Um, so it, to, to be here as the person that I am now, you know, I wish I could kind of reach back in time and tell me from then, you know, you're gonna be fine. Um, so, so that was a powerful moment, for sure. I just got the chills. <laughs> oh. that, that was so awesome because you just told people who are watching the show yeah. that if you're walking around like a zombie, and you know what, honestly, Chris, it doesn't even need to be walking like a zombie dealing with your sexuality. It, it could be anything. It could be anything. Literally anything. Literally, I think there's a lot of people yeah. in today's world walking around like yeah. zombies and, and, and need some help and yeah. reach out, and help is always there. Especially college students. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, do you think that society is ever going to accept the transgender community i mean the society we talked about really this a little ever accept anyone that's different from the norm um to an extent yes it's getting better i mean i could say in the past five years alone leaps and bounds the acceptance has been better um the larger national conversations we have about sort of bathroom access or things like that it sounds uh, to, you know, to someone who's listening to it, who is supportive of the community. I know it's hard to listen to some of those conversations, but they're important because know, it propels it, everything forward. And it's really hard when you hear people that say things like, well, that, why do we need to have those bathrooms? Right. Or it right. And, and the, then the pronoun, that, right. The, right. those conversations. Right. And it seems like, I agree with you. I think it's, it's better yes. than where it was, but we still have an awful long way. We do to go right <laughs> i feel i feel good about trans people who are living in major cities or near major cities 
you know, but if you're in certain parts of the country, uh, are you going to find the same resources and have the same ability to do, uh, have health coverage through your transition? Maybe not. Um, so there's always a long way to go, but it, it, it's moving at a rapid pace and that's good. That's excellent. So it's interesting because you started out as a counselor mm -hmm. at Delaware Community College mm -hmm. and it's actually the students that help give you yeah. the strength and the courage to transition or yeah. to help you embrace who you were. What do you, what would you say to any student today that is walking on campus a little confused? Like how do you, suppose someone's watching this right now and they're like, I think, I think I'm a transgender, mm -hmm. but I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. How do you get to the place where you know, or do you not? Like it's self, the self-discovery phase is, is, is important and it's tough and you have to do a lot of soul searching. So to someone who is out there and they know, they know who they are, but they just can't do it for whatever reason. The biggest advice that I could give to them is that however you have to do it, whatever you have to do, take that first step of going to your local health provider and just having the conversation. That is excellent way uh, to end the show. So my thanks very much to our guest for sharing his very personal story. Figuring out ourselves is a lifelong process. And for some of us that involves a process that's a battle between our inner selves and societal norms. That doesn't seem to be designed to accommodate us. A hard question is gender. People have to ask ourselves is why we have such a hard time accommodating people who pose absolutely no threat to us. Much of the panic and the fear that society has about trans individuals is easily proven to be baseless, but that fear persi persists nonetheless. For trans individuals to bounce back into a living the lives that are the truest selves. The rest of us need to be able to work on our own capacities for respect and acceptance. And that begins by understanding that other people have much right and dignity and self-respect and self-definition as you do. Once again, I'm Lisa Bien, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Bouncing Back. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self. That's yeah. so critical.